Okay, so, Brent, sometimes you don't just feed me ridiculous midi- media. Like, sometimes you give me a real gem. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, coming back from last week... <laughs> I had fun. I had fun. But I had more fun today, because we got to go and check out a movie that we both really like, that you got me started on, um, I want to say, late last year, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Something like that. And uh, it's from uh, a fantastic director yeah. that I'm beginning to really get a taste for. Mr. Argento's film, Suspiria, is today's episode. Hey, what did we do last week? We did fucking Wicked City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did the fucking hentai shit yeah, yeah, with the did. demons. We did. That's what we did. <clears throat> and today we're doing an episode about uh, a ballet school which has some pretty dark notions about it. Dark notions. And uh, just from like the get-go, the reason why I've begun to really enjoy Argento's movies is that he is an atmospheric director. Mm-hmm. And I am a sucker for that shit. Um, uh, very, very good at um, building suspense. Absolutely. And, like, from the music to the visuals, like, even just the color schemes, I know that Suspiria is very much so well-known for its color scheme, but Mm -hmm. seriously, like, it it fucking shines in this movie. And, like, a fun thing, this was, um, like, the last thing that, um, like, Technicolor Rome did with their three-color Technicolor setup for films. After they, like process this uh-huh. they took care of everything like for the three color scheme setup so you really get to see like the height of what the three color technicolor scheme can like do. you think you've seen red before motherfucker you're about to fucking see the reddest red that ever redded now the only part that makes that not so great in like a high def amazing uh blu-ray is that the blood is definitely pretty Pretty not blood. Nah, man. It's uh, it's paint. <laughs> you talked like you've never been like stabbed a hundred times in the chest, and then watched. Bitch, that was Tuesday. Yeah, it just happens. It happens every once in a you while. Always bounce back somehow, though. I'm always really impressed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you get stuck under a combine one too many times, and all of a sudden you're immune to blades. Yeah, that's how it works, folks. Go jump under one right now. <laughs> ten out of ten would recommend. Yeah. So yeah, like um, we get like vibrant colors and uh, like true blacks. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking neat. And, uh, yeah, like, they just really draw your eye into the screen. And then the music by Goblin, which was completely, like, that whole, uh, that song, and then, like, the other songs that Goblin did mm-hmm. were overseen by Dario Argento. <coughs> now, did you find out, did they did they write the music first? Or did they see the movie and then write the music? I believe that they actually wrote it first because um, what they did... This is actually kind of fun. Did he kind of, like, direct them, basically? Yeah, he directed them, and, uh, like, you know, the whispering and stuff Mm -hmm. like that? The lead singer, uh, which his name escapes me. It's like, um, very Italian. It is very Italian, (laughs) yes. Uh, But, like, he would, like, mumble, like, just incoherent, dark, awful things. And, like, he said in a later interview, like, yeah, I was literally saying nonsense, but that's kind of more offsetting. 
truly the spookiest band. Yeah, and so like with that song that you hear throughout the the movie, and that's the latest called thing. Suspiria. Yeah, and um, like it's like I nice. Can pull up the yeah, pull that up real quick. But uh, like as, as we um, kind of watch this film, you can hear it here and there in like varied volumes. It's just very spooky. Now, throughout the entire filming of the movie, that song was playing very, very loudly. Um, hey, don't <clears throat> I'm I'm sure it's probably which. I mean, I'm not gonna play because I don't want to. Or size, sigh, in Italian, is suspiria. It can also be seen as side, or in Spanish, suspiria can also mean whispers. Okay. So it it all just kind of like it's weird. Everything is derived from Latin, blah blah blah. Yeah, which is. So speaking of language, uh-huh. by the way. Um, you know, like, we were talking quite a bit about how, like, oh, yeah, obviously, you know, this is a 70s film, 1977 is when it came out. Yep. Um, a lot of it's been dubbed. You know, it was dubbed, like, post-everything. Yeah. So, that being said, actually, on the set, there was, like, a whole bunch of communication errors because not everyone, like, there were three major languages spoken by the actors and actresses throughout the movie. And that was, you know, you had some English, but yeah. you primarily had Italian and German. Takes so, place in Germany? Yeah. And so, like, a lot of these uh, actors or actresses from Germany, well, they didn't know Italian. So, like, they would literally say their lines in German or Italian, and, like, then you had the other one just, like, kind of trying to keep a straight face, like they're holding a an actual yeah, conversation. Like I know what you're saying. <laughs> and then deliver their lines. But because they literally... Um, they did all of the sound and everything post. Yeah. They could do a lot of, like, things that actually somehow, like, you, like it could flub the whole thing. But they would talk about how there'd be some stagehand, like, hammering down, like, nails and shit at a different set, like, just off to the side yeah. while they're having this conversation. Well, yeah, don't worry about it. We're just going to double it anyways. Yeah like, we're, yeah, like, we're not even recording sound right now. It's fine. Just move your mouth and do the lines. So like, um, oh, you remember his name? The uh, the fellow that um, main character goes to see and ask about the ballet. Udo Kier. Yeah, Udo. Uh, he played the creepy doctor from uh, William Centipede. Yes. Um. So he uh, actually had like pretty much no time to read his lines. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's fine. We're just going to hide a guy behind the bench that you're sitting on who's going to tell you and feed you your lines, and then you'll just repeat what he's saying after he says it. And it doesn't matter, because we're not going to record sound anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, uh, there's, there's a lot of really strange things with this, too. Like, um, In that same scene, I, yeah. I, didn't, I forgot to point it out when we were watching it, but um, I think there's a part where uh, um, Susie is talking with that older professor and they're oh. sitting on that bench and it like zooms past them to the reflection on the on the like the glass like oh window. yeah and i'm not sure but i th- i think you could see dario argento's reflection in that i bet you could his uh his girlfriend at the time uh was actually in the film once but then her voice was actually used for um the creepy old witch lady at least um 
I, I saw somebody's face in that reflection that I'm pretty sure it was him. I could be wrong. But right. I didn't really look into it before we started recording, but I figured it's I your hot. It's your hot take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a hot, could, very could, controversial. <laughs> yeah, it's so controversial. Yeah. I don't know. He might have been there. But uh, I'm sure that someone would love to stomp your balls over the fact that he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, we should we should deliberately put in one falsehood at least per episode. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> just so we can get people to yell at us. Yeah. So that's what that's what people really want to do. That's what we want to do. We want to stir the pot. Just want people to yell at us on the internet. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, another thing that was kind of funny is, uh, like, as far as controversial controversial things go, uh-huh. two things. So we know that Argento is a relatively strange man. Right. The original script for Suspiria called for the ballet school to be for ladies around 12 years of age. Okay. And his father, who was the producer, was like, Ah, uh, no. That's going to get us banned everywhere, because this is a very violent movie. Oh, yeah, very elaborate deaths. Yeah, and um, drawn out, like, in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. I don't want to say that... I want to say it's not like torture porn levels. Yeah, I, like, I, yeah, I, I mean, now I kind of wish I didn't say drawn out, but yeah, you get it. We're, we saved ourselves. You understand. Yeah. You two people. <laughs> um, so... Uh, but yeah, his dad was like really against the idea, and finally, like Dario was like, "Okay, fine, fuck it, fine, dad." Like we'll raise the age to twenty, but he doesn't change the script at all. He did no rewriting, and as far as the stage goes, um, if you pay attention, all of the doorknobs for the doors are quite high, mm-hmm. like to the point where the actress typically has to yeah, reach they up. To, they reach up at like face level. Yeah. And that's to kind of give this the idea of, like, they're still in, like, that weird childlike... Yeah, I mean, a lot of the dialogue still kind of works. Like, um, mm-hmm. that scene where Susie just starts her first day at the academy. Yeah, I hear that people... And they're in, the, they're in like, the locker room. Yeah, yeah. just, like, shit-talking <laughs> each other. Yeah, and, like, that's uh, that was the other thing, too. It's, like, it's very childlike. It's mm-hmm. very, like, childlike, playful, bully-like. And uh, the way they act is very childlike. The way they live in their own apartments and grease each other for money. <laughs> yeah, very childlike. <laughs> I remember that. Those were the days. Come on, Frank. You know I gotta bust your balls if you don't pay me that nickel and a dime. Yeah, I'd sit on the phone all day discussing. Like, yeah, of course I'm paying attention. I'd be like, yo, that chick was on to you. Oh. Yeah, I'm listening. Anyways, yeah. um, you should go after her. Uh, she, she, she's digging you, bro. She yeah, okay, she, totally. She wants that D real bad and uh, you shouldn't deny it. Yeah. So, yeah, like, children. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, that was one of the kind of stranger things. And so it's, um, I don't know, I guess it's just a little bit of that Argento weirdness. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- I kind of mentioned it. Like, some of the, sometimes the acting in his movies are just, like, a little stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would, might be attributed to, like, the weird, like, communication error where they're, that like, probably has they don't know to how do. to, like, react to a line. And it's, like, they probably have different actors that maybe aren't, like... They're probably told to sound a certain way. Yeah. And then it doesn't really jive so much. Especially um, post-production wise yeah. too. But, like, I don't, I don't think it detracts from the movie at all. I no. Kinda, I don't know. I kind of like it. The way, like, the the actress who played, um, Sarah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, when she's, like, getting really close to Susie and, like, whispering, like, that's the, that's the, that's the directress, like. Mm-hmm. It's, a, I don't know, like, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say, like, corny. Right. But it's, like, 
Uh, it's strange. I, it's, it's, I'm still like I'm still enthralled with what she's saying. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, it might not sound um, perfect, but it's still like drawing your attention in. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's another thing is like you know like this this high def uh, cleanup is magnificent. Like, you look at other films that get remade, you know, mm -hmm. like anything from 70s, 80s. You know, we've been watching a lot of older films that have been remastered lately, and this one, like, really fucking shines. It's it's a really, really high-quality restoration. Yeah, like, there's no uh, fuzziness. I want to say it was by Synapse Films. Sorry, I'm, probably, I'm sounding like out of distance here. Got to reach for the case. Yeah. Um, actually, no. I was thinking about Demons when I said Synapse Films. I don't even know. They actually say who like restored it here. Enjoy us scrambling around trying to find our information before we give you disinformation. I see Ant Vision down there, <clears throat> and like a lot of the Blu-ray here is like in Korean. Yeah, I think it's dude, art. I think Art Vision by Art, art Vision, Vision folks. <laughs> it's a really beautiful uh, Blu-ray cover too. Oh yeah, like I fucking love that, and um, that kind of reminds me. Very R-rated. Very. And it kind of reminds me uh, what I was reading up on uh, the set. You know, like, I made a lot of remarks, like, you know, that is a fucking beautiful set piece. Mm -hmm. Like, that is actually inspired by a real place in Germany, in Freiburg, um, or I believe it's pronounced Freiburg. <laughs> German. Freiburg? Yeah. But yeah, so it's, uh, it's heavily um, influenced by that, and it's got, like, these really beautiful gothic tones, but, like, that heavy red. Mm-hmm. It's fucking beautiful. Like, again, with that color, it's insane to think that this was done by, like, you know, the three-color Technicolor uh, film overlay, but it fucking shines. And I know that that's, you know, kind of the big draw is that they're, the color-wise was, uh, was nuts. Very important. Very, very important. And um, here's a fun fact. The story of Suspiria was based on Dario's girlfriend at the time. I believe her name was Nicoletta. Or Nicola. Uh, Dario Nicoletta. Or no, uh... It's someone, yeah, I, I know you're talking about because right. she's in um, some of his movies. Right, yeah, like, she showed up at the very beginning. She also, uh, gave the voice to, um, that old crone. Marcos. You know? Yes, yes. Which she's we in, uh, she's into. in Phenomena, and, um, mm. she was also in Inferno, which was the follow-up to Suspiria. That definitely Which makes I watched sense. and kind of fell asleep to. Right. Uh, Nicoldi. Nicol yeah, Nicolodi? Nicolodi, yeah. Nicolodi? Yeah. Nicolodian? Is it, yeah. is it Daria? Or, Daria Nicolodi. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think it was Daria because I was like, I'm thinking of Dario. Right. Anyways. Uh, so, Daria, um, this whole idea was based on um, a ballet school that she went, to, that her grandmother went to when she was a child in Germany that she promptly ran away from because they were apparently practicing black witchcraft. Good job, Grandma. Yeah, so, uh, kind she of? She accepted and was like, nope, fuck this shit. And yeah. like, you know, with Suspiria, like, she's pretty much drawn into, like, the the conspiracy, I'll call it, um, pretty much right off oh, the absolutely. fucking bat. Yeah. And, um, like, they don't waste any time. I mean, like, the moment she arrives there, she's seeing the first, she crosses the first person that gets murdered in the film. And there is, um, like, Argento has a couple tropes of his own, 
where uh, his characters will sometimes draw on their memory in order to remember, in order to find clues into what's going on. Yeah, it happens in a <clears throat> phenomena. Yeah, so like it's uh, it's one of those Argento. Another know, one is um, his victims going through glass. Yeah, yeah, and like dying that way. Yeah. This happens a few times in uh, Suspiria. One scene in particular, which is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's probably... That's how you actually initially showed me this yeah. film. You're like, dude, check out this fucking death scene. This is one of the best death scenes that I've ever seen. And it's, like, so artistic and so articulate mm-hmm. in how they do it. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, a little funny, a little cheesy here and there, but, like, overall... It's effective. It's incredibly effective. And, um... Yeah, so like I was just kind of like blown away, like oh wow, so this is somewhat based on a kind of real story, perhaps. I mean, it's not so far fetched that perhaps. I mean, you know, yeah, it could have been a guy just fucking, fucking with the kids, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, back in eighteen hundreds when I was in Germany, yeah, angrily smoking a cigarette. And that's not even a story. Germany children. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever go to Germany, I tell you. Like you don't like my cooking, I should tell you of cooking <laughs> it at the Breiborg. Yeah, yeah. So, the story of Suspiria, uh, from here on in, since we've kind of covered everything that is the movie, um, just kind of giving you a brief overlook as to what the movie is, this will, again, be our spoilers section, so absolutely go and watch this movie. Um, There are three in total. This is probably the best one, because who likes a sequel that much? Um, I mean, I... The uh, opening of the second one is pretty good, and mm-hmm. like there's it has it has good scenes, and like some of the the, the deaths are super super fucking elaborate. <laughs> like like as elaborate as falling just, into an uh, an excess room filled with razor wire. Uh, no, I will tell you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you one scene because I don't think we're gonna do an episode on it mm-hmm. unless like you know we change our minds and just say fuck it, let's do an episode on it. Right. Anyways, there's this like guy who lives next to the building that mm-hmm. um that's like this with this particular witch coven's like mm-hmm. area yep um the their cats fuck with the neighboring shop so much that the owner gets really pissed he owns like an antique mm-hmm. store and like a lot of times you know, it's not a ballet school is no, it okay. it's just a it's like a like an apartment building okay Anyways, these cats would, you know, like, get in and, like, they'll fuck with his shit and, like, bust it up. And then he gets so mad. And these, these cats are, like, allied with the witches, like, yeah. they're agents of the witches. Because the there's a scene if you will. where this lady just straight up gets, like, comically bum-rushed by a ton of cats. Oh, my God. And, like, scratched, scratched, scratched up the leg. Tummy, tummy road, basically. Oh, no. Anyways. This guy, he fucking bags up a ton of the cats. Mm-hmm. He, he's um, disabled. He has to walk with crutches. Mm-hmm. So he's walking. It, it takes place in New York. He's mm-hmm. walking around like this New York, like, I don't know if it's like Central Park or what. But he's walking around with his bag full of kitties. <laughs> and like walks into like, uh, like a river or like yeah. a lake. Yeah. And he's trying to like dunk these kitties in the river. And um and the lake, sorry. Um, it, Whatever it is, this yeah. body of water. And also, there's like ratties, a lot of rats um, <laughs> hanging out in like a like a drainage pipe. Yeah. 
Anyway, some 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 dumb bullshit happens, and he's trying to like mash the bag in, under the water with his crutch. Crutch, yeah. And he fucks up or something, and like drops both his crutches, and he's just like on his, on his like um, he's like in a prone position, like yeah. like help, I can't move. And then all the rats come and start eating him, and he's trying to he's like, oh, they're eating me alive, help! And there's a fucking <laughs> burger shop across the across the way. This guy sees him. I'm thinking he's gonna be like, "Oh, you're trying to drown cats, eh? You know, let me tell you, you go down that way a few miles, best cat drown spot in New York. Let me tell you." And st- instead, he runs towards him in a full sprint and takes a knife and just fucking like cuts his throat what? while he's being e- eaten by rats. And that's never explained for the rest of the film. What? Like, oh yeah, he's got the the rat bite syndrome now. He's uh. You don't even see his face. And like it's, and he you see, he's like joint. he's wearing like a dumb the like paper hat. Yeah, a dumb little paper hat, and he look at his like you know, apron on. <laughs> just runs up to him instead of helping. He just fucking cuts him up. I'm like, that's New York for you. <laughs> you either live long enough to be a disabled man trying to drown cats. We live in a society, but we die in one too. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you just fucking like cut him up. Okay. That's Meanwhile, Inferno. in Suspiria, <laughs> yeah, like sorry, I you said get. No. Like well, it's just like you know, as far off. as death scenes in in, in Suspiria, yeah, they're not know, quite so fucking weird. Yeah, like they're actually good. Like you see, like people um, typically, they'll get killed by a murderer, you know, <laughs> some sort of intruder. They're not like getting to be fucked fair, up by rats. To be fair to Inferno, I wasn't paying the utmost attention. I might have missed a few key details. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, I'm done talking about Inferno for now. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so back to Suspiria. Yeah. What's, uh, what do we got here for... Um, deaths? Deaths. Yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, we cover the one in the beginning. Um, there's the blind man who oh, is yes. walking home Daniel. with his dog. Poor Daniel. Poor Daniel. He seemed like a cool guy. Blind man who's also the piano player for the, uh, for the ballet, but his, his doggo bites a child. Apparently, allegedly, we never allegedly, see yeah. It's like they were just and trying you, to get you see him that away. Kid again, he looks fine. Yeah, so like they probably lied about it to try and get him away from the school because for they some were, reason it seemed like they were leading up to a ritual thing. Yeah. So like um, that dog probably like sniffs it out or something. I don't know. Right. I mean, like we've always heard the the old things of animals yeah. can and smell with, evil. Another quick thing about like the plot of. Suspiria and then like Phenomena as well, which we're gonna do next week. I'll just mm-hmm. say now, like we doing it. Yeah. Um, it's like the the plot, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's not super explained though. Mm-mm. You're not like you don't leave with all the answers. No, it ends abruptly. Yeah, but uh, very uh, resolute at the same time. Yeah, like you're like okay, it's I over. can <laughs> I can tell that this is yeah this is finished now. Yeah, which is good. I I'd, I'd like to have something like that. I mean, like there's the part where the professors are explaining to her like oh yeah I know Helena Marcos was she's lived for a long ass time and yeah like hundred hundreds of hundreds or hundreds of years and then like they closed down her school she apparently died or got casted out and then her best pupil took over the school. It's not a witch school no more. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you've got, like, these this conspiracy going on and, you know, the recalling yeah, like, of can, uh, these clues. Like, the whole film is just like, what the hell is actually happening in this fucking school? Right, yeah. Because, you know, they're deliberately, I mean, like, uh, Susie's roommate, uh, mm-hmm. Susie played by uh, uh, Jennifer Jessica Harper. 
Harper, Harper yes. Yeah. Uh, she's the you know main protagonist and her mm-hmm. uh, roommate. It's just like yeah, no, they lied to us about the director being here. Like I know you hear that snoring, that's the directress. Anyways, yeah. just uh, you know they're like oh you don't want to stay in the dorm. She's like yeah no I'll I'll just live with Olga. Yeah. Um. It's fine. I want to live with her. And they're like, oh, but you said you wanted a room here. And I'm just like, no. And then, you know, Amelia gets hexed. Yeah, she gets hexed uh, by, like, some weird chef like lady. Like Babushka lady. Yeah, Babushka Baba Yaga. Like, shining a light off of a knife in her eyes, and it somehow makes her very ill. Yeah, like and then at the same time, she's, like, getting um, drugged from her um, wine her, like, as well wine. as, uh, yeah. yeah, and her food to make it so that she pretty much has to live there. And then um, it's not really explained, but Olga brings over her belongings uh, very quickly. Yeah, Olga was her uh, roommate. Mm-hmm. We never, yeah, they don't really, like, <laughs> tell us much about her at yeah, all. Yeah, like, she's kind of out of the picture uh, at that point. And uh, so, like, you know, she's part of the conspiracy now, and for some reason she's the only American girl, so it seems, that was there. Um, and there were was, other ones, but like they yeah. they're not like central to the plot in any way. And I believe the other American girl that was there was the one that was killed in the beginning, correct? I think she was American. Living she didn't with, sound... I mean, she might have been. Right? Uh, living with a, another student or something like that. She was uh, Susie's friend, or Sarah's friend. Sarah's friend, yes. And um, so, yeah, like you've got this kind of nice, deep suspenseful conspiracy that uh, you're pretty much like right there in Susie's shoes like I want to find out but how deep does this go because I mean the people that get close get killed yeah and it's uh, you know like from her to the friend that she was living with to Daniel like the bodies just start dropping Mm -hmm. in the weirdest way and you see this happen in areas that aren't even at the school. So there's, like, this dark influence that has a wide range. Yeah. Um, so in the school, you know, Sarah and Susie decide to try and figure out where the fuck all the directors go or the well, teachers the, yeah. and students or whatever faculty. the fuck. The faculty, yes, thank you. Where the faculty go because they don't go home like they say they do. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no, they sounds like they're going, like, the deeper front doors, in. like yeah, the front door is that way. Like they're going the other way, deeper into the school. So they count the footsteps, and um, find that they're going over to like um, Madame Blanc's, who's like the current director, towards like her uh, office yeah. area. And um, Sarah goes to try and find out. Well, then she ends up getting chased uh, by a stalker. And it's fucking, like, this is one of those drawn-out murder scenes where it's, like, she is getting stabbed, she is running into things and, like, getting cut the fuck up. She ends up, like, trying to lock herself in a room, and then she climbs out that window, and she... That's the only part that I never really understood that was, like, kind of comical to me. Like, she climbs out that window. She looks and sees the door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep, I'll just jump down in here. Oh, no, I'm in a bunch of razor wire. Yeah, and she's, like, literally in just, like, a massive like, pile of razor wire. I mean, I've heard her, like, look before you leave, but it's... You would have you would have seen it. So, like, I'm yeah. wondering if, like, it just appeared there. Right, yeah. Was like, it just cloaked until she stepped in it or something? Yeah. I mean, it's not really, like... Witches. Not really made obvious, but... Right. You think you'd see that before you just go gallantly jumping into it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you are shown throughout the movie here and there. I really like the imagery. It's in the first scene when, mm-hmm. uh, I think her name is Pat. Yes. Um, 
the first victim in the movie, uh, she's in her friend's room. Yep. And she's drying her hair, and then she, you know, she's bringing the light up to the window to try and, like, see what's out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you see, like, the green eyes just get lit up. And that happens to Sarah mm-hmm. when she's, like, trying to, like, hide from her assailant. Yep. And you just kind of, like, see it behind her in the darkness. But she's unaware, and it's like, ooh, you're going to get gut. Oh, yeah, and that's just it. It's like, that assailant is never wholly explained, which is neat. You know, like, I mean, I think I know who it is. Right. Like, but, you can try and yeah. put it together, but, like, you never really necessarily get a whole face to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's never, like, revealed. It's Which is kind of like, it's, it's good. probably it this guy. It's yeah. probably this character. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not, like, it's not completely shown. Yeah. And so I like it when I could movies be totally do wrong. that. You know, I like it when movies do that rather than just, like, hand it to you on a plate. Be Like, like it was me this whole time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, all right. Well, fuck my imagination, I guess. <laughs> Unless it's, like, an actually good, like, mind fuck. Yeah. You know, and uh, typically, honestly, not many movies can actually properly handle a mindfuck. <laughs> Usually it's ham-fisted, and it's like, I bet you didn't see that coming, and then the crowd just goes and says, wow, really? Man. I had no idea that this subpar character could have done anything other than be subpar and average. But poop in his own diaper. Yeah. Who could have thunk it? But yeah, so like she falls into all this razor wire and she struggles until she bleeds out. Yeah, well, and she gets fucking her throat slit. Yeah, by a fucking straight uh, straight razor. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, was also used to unlock a door, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so she gets fucked up, and uh, then you know Susie's like, "Oh, where's Sarah?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, she left." Yeah, she's yeah. She just quit and she left. And Susie's like, huh, that's, uh, that's very strange. Yeah, you know, I was just after... talking to her last night and didn't seem like that was going to happen. Right, like she seemed like she was actually going to fucking try and investigate some shit. And so then she decides that she'll investigate some shit. And um, one night, all the ballet students... And this is like after she goes and talks to Madame the... Blanc? No, well, yes... Technically. But she talks to her, I believe, and then, then she goes and talks to the professors about witches. Yep. Because she talks about Madame Blanc, and there's some things that don't necessarily add up when she's talking to her. Yeah, oh yeah, that one scene where she's, like, on the phone, and it's, mm-hmm. like, that close-up of her face, and, like, just, like, one of her eyes is just bloodshot as fuck. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Like, like yeah, you can't really tell if that was, like done on purpose, you know, like, yeah. as, like, a note. Either the, way, it's, like, it fucking works. Fuck. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, we're just kind of, like, really unsettled, and then she decides, well, I think I need to learn more about this fucking school, because this is creepy. Um, I don't really have any reason to go into, like, the whole, uh, rotten food thing. I think that that's just more of, like, an unsettling atmosphere like, setting. Yep, this place is fucked up. Yep, strange. Everyone has maggots rain on them one night because food spoiled in the attic. It's literally now there's hundreds of maggots, like millions of yeah, maggots. Yeah, there's just literally millions of maggots falling through the ceiling, ending up on people's faces. Um, so anyway, going back to what we were saying, after she talks to Madame Blanc, she decides that she wants to go find out more about the school, which is where she goes to meet with those two professor guys who are like... Uh, historians, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, like, like, like psychology. Yeah, psychiatrists or, yeah. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Like, they've talked to, uh, students that have been there at some point, and, like, they're deeply disturbed, and they talk about strange visions and nightmares. 
Um, and that's when she finds out about the history and she's like, oh, what the fuck? And that's when she starts to recall what she actually heard when she finally, uh, when she got to that ballet school in the beginning mm -hmm. where there was a thunderstorm going and she wasn't sure of what she heard. But, uh, now that she has stopped eating her food and drinking her wine <laughs> because she's like, I'm pretty fucking sure this shit's drugged. Yeah. Um, she's able to recall and that's when she goes back up to Madame Blanc's uh, office, and all the other students have... Conveniently left for a play. Yeah, they've conveniently left to go to a play, and the fact that oh, yeah, Miss Tanner got tickets for everyone. She's yeah. Like, oh, not me, though. Yeah, but not me. That's strange. So it's like, you know, she can kind of tell, like, it's her that's going to die next. And, uh, you know, there's this kind of strange idea that perhaps there is witchcraft happening and that there is this strange witch ritual uh, kind of taking place and perhaps she's the final key. Mm -hmm. So going into Madame Blanc's office after everyone's already gone, um, she starts to think about the clues, which uh, her clues were secret and irises. And then her memory says yeah, there's a secret door hidden behind the iris. Yeah, all of a sudden just remembers everything she said. Yep, and uh, turn the blue one. Yeah. And she is staring at this wall in which you see a motif of these irises. And it's funny because she's looking at it, but she doesn't notice really until she's actually looking at a mirror, looking back at that, which I, I think might be Argento trying to tie in um, there is uh, a line said by Udu, um, broken mirrors, broken minds, which is also, I believe, Argento's autobiography, if I remember reading that correctly. Oh, yeah. So it probably has something to do with that. There were a couple other tie-ins for his other films that were just kind of neatly placed here and there in the film, uh, but they're very, very subtle. So this might be it. It might just be an idea that he had for the direction of her trying to figure out these clues. But, um, so then she spots this blue iris not looking right. She turns it a little bit and then a secret door just pops open. It's kind of whoosh. Not even, not even like noise. It's just like, we well, added those noises. Yeah, we did. We did. I love them. Uh, so she kind of spots all of the faculty, like making like a, a fucking coven circle. Yeah. And they're She's doing like eating like, some fucking wafer. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're just enjoying themselves, but it looks like, you know, they've got some sort of, uh... Trying to, like, commune with somebody. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, like, all the strange sub-characters that were there, like the, uh, the man that didn't speak at all, who looked like he was probably... Yeah, the like servant, Lurch. Yeah. yeah, Lurch. He's fucking seven feet if tall. Lurch was a fucking dick. Yeah, seven <laughs> feet tall, didn't speak. He looks like Jaws from James Bond. And uh, he just, like, dropped off her food all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, she gets spotted. They command Lurch to go and kill her. And uh, she also sees her friend at that time, Sarah, has been put on, like, a gurney. She has her throat slit, her wrist slit... She oh, she's been, fucking... like, stigmated. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, it looked like... I couldn't tell if it was just blood running or if they were actually, like, slit. They were straight had... up, like, stakes. Yeah, I saw the stakes, too. Or so, like, nails. Yeah, so, like, 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 fucking nine-inch nails in her palm... Or not her palms, but her yeah, wrist. the quake guy shot her with a nail oh <laughs> <laughs> And then she had fucking big-ass pins going through yeah. her pupils. 
And she had this, like, she was just ashy, white. You know they had to do it to her. Right, and just covered in blood. Yeah. It was, it's a fucking pretty grotesque sight. And, um... And she has to, you know, stifle her terror. Yep. Because she's, you know, trying to spy on it at the same time. Right, and, like, also run away. So then she finds uh, the old directoress's uh, room. Chamber. Yeah, her chamber. And, um... She's trying to sneak up on her, but she fucks up and uh, breaks something that was holding a whole bunch of like quills and and uh, balls. fucking uh, <laughs> what's, uh, what's bocce balls? Yeah, like bocce balls. They roll uh, down the yeah. What thing. what the f- ski balls? Ski balls. Ski balls. Yeah, yeah that's what they were. Cause they were really loud. Fucking punches ski balls like big wooden ski balls. Scoring the ten point. <laughs> that are just like rolling on the floor and then like smacking very loudly at her bed, which wakes her up. And God, does she have a terrifying gravelly voice? And like the way she talks is so um, uncouth. It's very uncouth and just uh, strange because it's she like there's like multiple. She sounds like an angry like New Yorker like hag. Yeah, and there's like I multiple you'd kill me. voices, multiple voices like overlaying on top of each other, and she like grabs a feather and she's like gonna come over there and kill her. Yeah, because the, the clothes in this particular decoration were baby shop. Yeah. And, uh, so then she gets, like, threatened that she will face hell, that she will face the walking dead, yeah. so on and so forth. And then her friend Sarah is, like... Reanimated. Reanimated and walking through the door laughing maniacally. The way she enters is pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, like the fucking hand reach yeah, around. Like, and then, yeah, just seeing her laughing with pins coming out of her eyes and, like, the snakes and yeah, her like and shit. slit throat. Oh, dude, it is, it is fucking good. Grizzly. And, uh, <laughs> so, when she decides that, that she has the strength to kill Marcos, um... Well, how did she <laughs> discover her? <laughs> she pulled back that curtain, you know, and, like, you see... shiny the, outline when the yeah, lightning flashed. Like, you can see, like, the butt they part like, where she's sitting. Yeah, yeah. Fat, thick ass. Yeah, and, like, you get this, uh, fantastic 1970s... Yeah, they, like, superimpose, like, a fucking... Some kind of image over that. I'm not sure what the effect is, but... Right, that shiny shiny outline. outline That's, like, it flashes a couple times. Eat at Joe's. (laughs) And she takes that quill, and she just buries it into her throat. And, like, she's, like, grasping at her, like... Her, like, triangular black nails. Gross. And, uh, you know, she pushes it all the way through the throat... And we see Sarah, like, just disappear in, like, yeah, she a fantasm. Fades away. Her, uh, she was defeated, and her body disappeared from the world. Yeah, like, she just, uh, she just, uh, de-rendered. Yeah. De-rezzed. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, um, that, that witch, um, Marcos. Uh-huh. Argento found that actress to play her on the streets of Rome. She was a 90-year-old ex-hooker. Nice. Yeah, and she went uncredited, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but, um, and then, of course, like I said, uh, Daria voiced her. So as soon as she is felled, yeah. the entire school... All hell starts school, breaking loose. Yeah, and it is fucking sweet. Like and it's playing a fucking sick-ass track. And yeah, <laughs> like, like, the music's great. The, like, the whole school is beginning to, like, rupture and explode. Like, from vases just popping off and, like 
things falling over, like walls peeling away. Yeah, like actually, it, like you straight up like peeling away. Yeah, it's it's so fucking sweet to see it. It um, kind of raised a question to me, like which I couldn't find an answer to, sadly. But like, was that done in one take? Because that would be so incredibly expensive to have to do multiple takes to continuously make those uh, yeah. those set pieces and then blow them the fuck up. At the very least, it doesn't look. It wasn't all in like one shot. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, you had <laughs> like the. <laughs> we're getting over summer colds here in the Midwest. Dab and sneeze. Dab and sneeze, <laughs> but like um, yeah. So it's like you know some of those set pieces were incredibly painstakingly made. I can't really see them having like multiple, but yeah, like it, not in one scene. I mean, maybe they shot it at like an actual like place, like an actual school or something. Or I, I don't right. know what the building would have been, but like. I think in the special features they talk about where they filmed. I don't think they talk about the end though. Right. Yeah. That's so maybe they recreated it. I was gonna say I remember cheaply. that we that we watched um, the special features the first time that we had watched it, mm. and there was that fucking sweet ass trailer. Suspiria. Yeah. Like was like roses are red, violets are blue. Now they're gonna get you. It's really corny, but it, it is. it's just not. It's it's how like Americans sold foreign films at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you kind of had to. You couldn't just say, like, hey, You can't man. just, like, do a quiet, like, subdued... Yeah. Like, you know, using, like, the soundtrack and, like, various suspenseful bits of the movie. No, you need to have a lady combing her hair, but then you turn her around and she's a skeleton this whole time. Oh, my God, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, yeah, you yeah, couldn't just check be, Check out like, the Suspiria U.S. trailer. You'll love it. Please do. And, um, like, yeah, like, you couldn't at the time just be like, hey, buddy... Um, there was this film that did really well in Italy, and they recently, like, redubbed it. Um, do you want to, do you want to watch it? Yeah. Or, like, like, that, that's not how it works now. I mean, I think that now there's, like, a certain novelty for those things. But, um... It's a bygone era. Right, yeah. And so, like, uh, going back to the end, as she's trying to escape, like, everybody that was part of that coven, you know... Are uh, just dying. They're, like, literally just, just bleeding out of their yeah, heads. Yeah, like, every... Their bodies, just, just like, like and they're just like screaming and writhing, right, yeah. and she's just running through this school, and she's like everything's just exploding. It's pretty fucking sweet, and then she gets out and she like fucking looks up at the building and just a window just like bursts forward with fire, and then she just walks off. Screen. Yeah, she just kind of like yeah, she's kind of like smiles and like walks off like yeah, yeah, beat that evil bullshit, and then she just fucking walks off and leaves. We never see her again. Yeah. You see the credits. Of like she probably just started. went back to America and was like, yo, fuck ballet. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Shit fucking sucks. I'm going to Cambridge instead. <laughs> she went to Cambridge. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, overall, uh, a fantastic fucking movie. Like, one of my absolute favorites, especially as far as, like, uh, foreign horror goes. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, it's definitely in my top three. Um, and it's just because, like, I just love the atmospheric oh, setting. Yeah. It's, yeah, very masterful, even, I'll say. Like, any time that I talk about a film, like, I really love that atmosphere portion of cinematography. Because I feel like that's harder to capture. Yeah. Because most people will just ham-fist it. They will show you, they will not do any widescreens. They will not show you the entirety of the area of any scene that's actually taking place. They want you to focus on the actor or actress delivering the lines. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to like is uh, you know the looks on their faces, perhaps their clothes, and just the lighting, and that's it. That's a scene. 
meanwhile, like with these things, it's like the everything about it, the music, the, the muted sounds, the colors, and like how people carry themselves in a the wide blowing, area. Yeah like, yeah, like the thunderstorm at the very beginning, like really sets it, it, the tone. Yeah, yeah just... Yeah, and it so. immediately puts a, a relatable character who is an American um, right in the middle. Right out the fucking airport gate. Yep, in a foreign land in which she can barely communicate with anybody you in the middle of a fucking thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, she's already vulnerable. And so, you know, you go from vulnerable to, like, literally facing death by the end of this uh, <laughs> Stabbing 92 death in minute. the fucking throat? Yeah. So, like, in 92 minutes, like, you're able to digest a, a very good story and have a very good experience, especially if you're not one for, like, foreign films, shit, like, you should really pick this up. I mean, it doesn't really, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it is foreign, it's made mm -hmm. by, you know, it's filmed in Germany, Italy, born yeah. to us, right? Yes. But it's not, like, all in No. Italian or German or nope. whatever. I feel like it, it bridges a gap, I would say, to people that exactly. might have a hard time dealing with that. Exactly. That's why I said, like, you know, if you if you aren't much for watching foreign films or foreign horror for that matter, like like Brent said, like this is a this is a bridge, you know? Try and cross it. And if you liked it, um I mean check out, you know, there's obviously there's Fulci, there's Argento, there's fucking blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Mario Baba. Mario Baba. And, uh, like, a million and two other fucking directors from millions of different countries, even though there's not millions of countries out there, don't fucking correct me. But, yeah, it's just, uh... Millions. <laughs> millions and millions. But, yeah, I just really fucking enjoy this film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, not as good the second time because, like, I was, I knew what I was in for. But there's not many times that I've had that initial experience with a film where I've been like, I don't want to forget how I felt when I watched this. Yeah. I will say that, and the thing is, like, I might talk about finale a little bit, mm -hmm. sort of bridging the next episode, I guess. I watched it, I watched it Saturday night, mm -hmm. um, for the first time, loved it. Mm -hmm. um, I rewatched it with uh, my brother on Monday, still loved it pretty much just the same. And we're going to watch it next week. Yes. So you would have watched, by the time the that like I watch it with you. is not, did not mm -hmm. receive nearly like the critical and commercial. Well, I, mean, I don't think Sisteria did well commercially, but like mm -hmm. the you know critical and like user, you know, cinema goer like right. reviews that uh, Suspiria did. But goddamn, I just fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a hard one to put down. It's definitely a hard one to forget. And uh, I hadn't realized just how many people had uh, heard about Suspiria. When I kind of talked to a couple uh, close friends as to what we were recording today, they were just like, oh, fuck, I love that film. And I was like, how did she know fucking... <laughs> you want to know how, how I found out about Suspiria? Hmm. Do you remember back in, like, the early 2000s? I think I think it was on Bravo, the Bravo channel. Oh, right, They yeah. did, like, the top 100, like, horror movies around Halloween. Yeah. I can't remember where Suspiria plays, but that's... That's that's how I found out about mm -hmm. it. It's still in uh, the top, uh, what is it, 100 films to see before you die uh, by some very important man in film. Um, but uh, like a lot of people were like, yeah, this is, a, this is kind of an important film at, when it comes to horror and when it comes to foreign horror. Um, so like people will end up telling other people 
like, hey, you should check this out. It is a, it's a highly recommended film. I know that a couple of the people that I had talked to were like, yeah, the guys at Sam Goody that were like really into horror were like, dude, you should watch Suspiria. And that's where I picked it up. And uh, it's just a, it's a timeless classic. I think it'll remain a timeless classic. Um, yeah, it's funny you should mention that. There's a remake coming out this year. I believe that there is. it was early next year. I can't remember. Uh, November 2nd is when it will drop this year. Good. Uh, which looks promising. I don't know if... Uh, I remember one complaint I heard so far is that it kind of has kind of that samey palette you see in a lot of horror movies where all the colors are just like washed out uh, and it's very pallid and gray looking. And that's something that we don't really, absolutely don't fucking need when it comes to Suspiria where yeah, it's right, unknown. I guess it's like... I guess maybe you wouldn't want to do the same exact thing that, you know, the first one was known for. Right. Here's something fun for you. I'm, I'm so, trying not to watch. I'm trying not to look too much into it, because I, I want to see it. I know I'm going to see it. I'd rather not. I'd rather go in knowing very little. Right. I will tell you the top three actresses for the film, and uh, the fact is, is that this film is nearly twice as long as the original. The original clocked in at 92 minutes, and the remake will clock in at 152 minutes, nice. which is two and a half hours of Suspiria. So I'm kind of interested in seeing what they actually end up uh, going with here. And uh, for those top three actresses, we have uh, Dakota Johnson playing as Susie Bannon, Tilda Swinton as Madame Blanc, and then Mia Goth as Sarah, which was uh, Susie's best friend. It's my goth GF. It's my goth GF. Mia goth GF. Right? Sorry, I had to. You know I had to do it? Otherwise, like, uh, fairly... Uh, fairly, um kind of like no-name cast, but oh, nice. it looks like uh, Jessica Harp is actually going to be in the remake, which is pretty fun, and this will be directed by uh, Luca Guadagnino. I think I said that right. Guadagnino. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, so he uh, he apparently had, was like their second choice. The first one had dropped out, and there was originally supposed to be a remake back in like 2007. Huh. So they've been holding on to this for quite some time. But yeah, I think that I'm pretty fucking excited. Seems like everybody else that I've talked to that loved the original is pretty excited about it. I'm like you, I try not to look into anything. Right, yeah, like I don't want to spoil my I, 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 I prefer not to know anything until like, mm -hmm. I get into it. But yeah, I think that that pretty much closes everything that I've got for Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Mind-blowing, pretty, scary, suspenseful, delicious. <laughs> Shit, man, I got nothing. <laughs> I guess that's all we got for you this week, but uh, really appreciate you guys stopping back and giving us a listen. We have been blowing up. Thank you so much for uh, listening to all of our crazy episodes, and uh, we will continue to do just the same every single week. So... That's all I got. Yeah. Thanks for listening again. Yeah. Yeah. You're great. I love you. Tune in next week for <laughs> Phenomena. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Listeners, uh, we just got our Patreon set up, so if you feel like helping us uh, create some more content for you guys, 
Um, that would be fantastic. We buy us a cup of coffee and then uh, we'll just stay up really late and watch horror movies and play video games. Yeah, please fulfill our dreams. That'd be make fantastic. This, make this a sustainable reality. And you can, you can find that over at patreon.com backslash podcast for two people. And uh, we have several tiers for you guys. And we will give you a shout out at the end of one of our episodes. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.